Hello, Rich and Pete here with this week's bonus edition of the Boys in the Band podcast. We've got Bjorn from Razorlight on Mind Norse's number one today. Yeah, we sure have. And uh, just a reminder, if you haven't checked out our uh, feature length, what was it, 90 minutes or so, Rich, wasn't it? Yeah, Chat yeah, with, uh, it Bjorn about, about the full Razorlight story, then uh, go and make some time in your week to give that a listen. It's, uh, it's definitely worth it. Some great stories there from um, inside one of Britain's biggest bands during that era. Yeah, absolutely. It was a really, really good insight into into Razor Life's rise, and it was also great to hear that after some time away from the band, that Bjorn and Johnny have picked up from where they left off and have that same chemistry now as back in the early days. Yes, and talk about some new music as well, which is uh, very exciting, and uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing some of that. Um, they're also responsible, of course, for a hu- couple of huge albums in the two thousands, weren't they? Uh, Up All yeah. Night, that debut, and then Razor Light, Razor Light, their uh, self-titled second album, were you know huge sellers and. Uh, really had a huge impact on the scene but um we asked Bjorn to pick out um his own favorite album of the noughties era he couldn't stick to one he he ended up sort of listing I think I think he'd actually gone through one of these you know top 100 noughties albums of the decade and uh, sort of tried to narrow down his selections Uh, I think in the end he maybe got it down to one or two but have a listen here and uh he explains his working. Right, Bjorn, we've got to get your favourite album from the noughties from you as well. So what? So we've talked a lot about all the Razorlight albums and uh, the different sounds you got through those. But while you were playing, what bands were you into? And specifically, which album was your favourite of the noughties? Well, it's bloody tricky because there's a, there's a lot of good stuff. And if I was to pick one... <laughs> consult the list <laughs> I mean it's so hard because they all kind of meant I mean is it M83 Saturdays equals youth because it's the first time that kind of all the stuff that was on the radio and that, that I loved on in the 80s and all the John Houston's you know all the soundtracks and kind of the pop and stuff and that was yeah, I guess it's a similar thing with the story. It was the first time something lame that I liked in my super lame nerd youth that it was like cool. Because I, you know, the strokes sound partly like eight-bit Nintendo music. There's, <laughs> there's definitely that thing there with like the bass is doing a melody, the guitars are doing a melody, and there's a lead melody, and the drums are like. Um, so that was cool. And then the M83 thing was like oh yes all those huge synth sound and the snare that goes that's like yes somebody has made an album like that and the songs are amazing and they were great live and yeah but 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 there's so many albums and it was like it's very narrow between this one and the first strokes album because that is still like an awesome album every song you know, but then there are amazing little niche things like the first Titus Andronicus album, A Narrowing of Grievances, which is like Springsteen-y Irish punk. And it's, you know, it's the most, should we say, vivacious album of the <laughs> noughties, you know, of the Swedish stuff, Dungen, Four, Incredible. And then there's like, you know, Baffalashes. She's incredible. Um, and that really, like, yeah, an emotional thing with me. That was like straight in there, you know, like when I heard Tori Amos when I was like 16 or something. So she's great. And there's like 
things are being pure at heart, especially the second one, like the high, you mentioned Vampire Week, it's, you know, it's like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> but yeah, it's probably the Strokes album or Saturday sequels Youth, because, you know, a, a, if you're looking for the greatest album, like every track has to be great. It has to be great as a whole, as like a thing. Because it's like, you know, like the Killers had the best songs. I mean, like when you were young, it's just, I mean, it's insane. If you wanted like just perfect indie pop and like the yeah-ness of that song is just, I mean, you know, unsurpassed. And then you add Mr. Brightside to that, you know, to the peaks of the whole, and like, and let's not call it landfill India. That's like judging the whole thing from like the crappy all surround third round of signing grunge bands. Because, you know, there were lots of awful grunge bands around before the scene died. But that doesn't make Nirvana a crap band. So I, I feel it's a bit unfortunate that that's become like the name for the whole, whole kind of thing. Maybe it's specifically the UK side, but. Just a lot of, and then you you know you got like the klaxons coming through and yeah, there must be yeah yeah the early klaxons stuff are definitely noughties yeah yeah they were like yeah definitely yeah I think they were like one behind us or something. <laughs> that was a weird one where kind of like you know the enemy turning into a tabloid started, kind of really biting where, it was more about like the nutty aspects of, of them rather than the excellent records and that's where it's yeah <laughs> so speaking of excellent records take us through that that strokes album then what have you got a favorite song off that album there's a bunch there as well you know last night new york city cops soma but it's hard I, I think that's the thing why i'm going for like you know if you if you ask me to pick the favorite song it's is it when we were young or when you were young you know the killers one when you were young, yeah. Yeah, when you were young. I think that's my favorite song of the whole one. And closely followed by one of the Libertines, you, you know, because the, they're, they're essentially like a 1977 punk band. And, and if, if, you know, they don't get enough credit for that, there's some great kind of like Buscocks clash, rah, real snarl, you know, especially like with Carl's guitar, guitar playing is just snarly as hell. Uh, sorry, I lost my chain again. Yeah, but yeah, so the Killers have got like the best songs, but that first Strokes album, like as an album, is just solid. You stick it on at a party, and it's kind of like that Hives thing as well. Like Vini Vini Vicious is an incredible album. And it's like it's twenty eight minutes, and it's just banger off the banger. And there's yeah, all filler, no killer. <laughs> I think, they, they, but it's, it's weird with the highs because I think that one came out in 2000, but it doesn't, you, but here that compilation came out that, um, that they did, was it your new favorite band, which is the best yeah. tracks from album one and two plus mm. the AKA uh, IDIOT EP from between. But yeah, no, once, I, mean, I basically went through like the Pitchfork 100 or 200 albums of the noughties, which of course doesn't have us on it. Um, and not bad for lashes either. Scandalous. Um, <laughs> so you've done your research. Really stuff. 
Well, it's, it's, it's fun because, you know, me and Carl are just total kind of record indie nerds. So we're like, oh, you know, that's a kind of like, that's a fun task to kind of yeah. put together. But, yeah. but, it, but I basically had to give you the top 10. <laughs> so what else is there? Jens Liekman. Second team in Parlour was huge for me as well. Um, Quiz of Stone Age, of course, LCD System, Bon Iver. There you go. Go listen. Because now you can. Because now yeah. you have Spotify. You guys have no idea how amazing this is. Like, this is a story. Like, Keith, Richard, Keith Richards is in Stockholm, right? And this is, well, like 68 something, you know, fairly on, but it's still The Stones. And he hears about this guy who's got this blues single that nobody's heard. And he found, he's found the vinyl. So he's like, right, let's go then. So you're in a crappy kind of high-rise area, outskirts of Stockholm. <laughs> the guy lives there with this little record player in his record. There's a knock on the door at like three in the morning. It's Keith Richards and his driver. Yeah, you got a blue single. <laughs> you want to play it to me? And, and that was the thing. Like you had, you, had, you had to find it somehow. And it was this, you know, I, I, that's how I got into Tangerine Dream. And it's like you read, and interviews were so important because the bands would mention other bands. And then you get into those bands and, you know, you, you start digging and then you'd go to Notting Hill to the like super cheap vinyl shop and dig through like crazy. And I, I was, you know, if you were lucky, you could find like, oh yeah, like, okay, Elvis Costello. I've heard a lot about this guy. Okay, get this. And a lot of stuff, Tangerine Dream, especially. I got, cause that's super weird German instrumental hippie stuff, right? So it was just hard to get into. And then you just found the vinyl and it was, yeah, it was real like treasure stuff. Cause yeah, you hear about something you click on, on it on Spotify and you hear it, but you know, yeah, it's just crazy that we, <laughs> we had to physically go and look for physically leave our flats and like, and go and look for music, which is, yeah, it, it, it's one of those that it's like it's kind of hard to comprehend. Like when I was a kid, there was no internet. You know, how, how does that work? <laughs> nope. Very different world. time indeed, yeah, mm. different world. So there you have it. Uh, a few notable mentions from Bjorn. Uh, Is This It by The Strokes, the M83 album, uh, Saturday Equals Youth. Uh, plus he also spoke a bit about The Killers, The Libertines and The Hives too. Yeah, loads in there. Yeah, I think, yeah, The Strokes maybe just edged it for him. Um, yeah, I think it's a recurring theme, isn't it? That one uh, sort of gets referenced by various musicians that we're speaking to and it just to seem that that album was as influential as uh, everyone suggested it was, uh, clearly having a big impact. You know, even on bands like Razorlight, who you know were, were so big themselves, being inspired by the New Yorkers. Yeah, they obviously did have a, a huge impact on the Strokes, didn't they? Obviously, I think Bjorn also mentioned that he'd already heard that album before he even came to London. You know, they were really hitting all around the world, back, back in Bjorn's home, Sweden as well. They just uh, really infiltrated every music scene around the world, I think, and did seem to be a bit of a game changer as we've said before about uh, about the strokes album uh, but m83 as well you know that's a, another really big band of that time that seems to be very much um a musician's band there's so many bands mm -hmm. and artists seem to be really into that album uh, into that band uh, and that album in particular definitely had an impact on lots of these bands uh, big influences yeah i think one one that passed me by though <laughs> probably uh, <laughs> saturday equals youth by m83 yeah i need to go and uh yeah, get back into my French shoegaze uh, <laughs> uh, theme and uh, go and give that another listen. 
Yeah, definitely one to check out. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, yeah, thanks again to Bjorn for, for giving us so much of his time as well. He was really, let's say, some great stories on that uh, longer pod if you get a chance to go and listen to that. Um, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast, get our full-length episodes and these nice little bonus insights into what the musicians are listening to. Um, and we've got our usual Saturday edition of the podcast coming up again this weekend, haven't we, Rich? We do indeed. So do, um, do stay across our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages for the latest uh, on all things Boys in the Band. And as Pete says, we'll be back on Saturday morning with our next feature interview. Plus, we'll have another episode of My Naughty's number one album next Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.